Welcome to A Canadian Investing in the U.S., a podcast and YouTube channel focused on Canadians buying real estate with host Glenn Sutherland. I just want to give everyone a heads up to let this podcast run right to the very end. I actually do my closing with Ryan, but then we ended up getting talking about uh, virtual assistants some more, and I thought it had some value, so I, I left it in for you guys to listen to. Um, I hope you enjoy it. Without further ado, here's the show. Welcome to another episode of a Canadian Investing in the U.S. This week, my guest is Ryan Zeman. Ryan, how about you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, I'm uh, I'm based in Edmonton right now. I've been here for a little bit over two years, uh, coming up in June. And uh, before that, I was in Winnipeg, and then I'm originally from Ontario, so I uh, spent the majority of my years in Ontario. Um, I was I grew up tennis and, uh, and then started coaching tennis and uh, coached at a at a, a national level for for tennis and then uh, moved to Winnipeg and got involved in uh, in uh, real estate in the real estate business and uh, really started to focus on that full-time and uh, yeah, it kind of leads me here to Edmonton doing it uh, for about two years here in this market and it's been uh, it's been a lot of fun cool so when you were in Ontario you weren't doing the real estate at that point right yeah, at that point, it was just uh, full-time coaching. I, I did high-performance coaching, uh, yep. specifically with under-12s. Uh, I spent a lot of time with them. And yep. uh, so it was, a really, it was a really great experience. And uh, it, um, as I was coaching them, obviously, I created a lot of the same habits and, and values that they had. So it, uh, it was a really great experience. As you're being a coach and everything else, so we wanted to, I wanted to touch on some systems, maybe some raising capital, maybe some flipping, and maybe some off-market marketing. But uh, let's start systems off the start. So, well, I think uh, I think even bigger, even bigger than the project itself, is you have to look back at what the what the business systems have, uh, have in place. Yeah, and so I think it needs to start from the business, and then it will trickle its way down into to getting more and more micro. And uh, I was really lucky through my coaching is that uh, I was mentored by a coach who was known for system development throughout the world. He was one of the best. He, he developed the system that uh, that tennis coaches use throughout the world now. And so my, my brain was always really geared towards thinking very systematically and, uh, and automation so that uh, everything was always repeatable. And uh, you could catch where the mistakes were and then correct them and then, again, make it very repeatable. And so I was lucky that I, um, I had that kind of in my mindset coming into real estate. So it allowed right away for me to be very much in like, not trying to do everything myself, but creating systems that will allow things to run independently and, and then ultimately be able to um, audit those systems and to be able to see what was being successful and what wasn't instead of it being just this big uh, lump of a project and kind of seeing if it worked or not. So uh, the systems has really been uh, a key in, uh, in monitoring success, but it's also a really important key in terms of uh, being able to scale up. Um, because if there's any leaks in the system, the, you'll, you'll see it pretty fast and then you can correct it and then continue to scale. Whereas if you, if you try and go about it all yourself, for example, like I see a lot of people doing their own renovations or their own for sales or various things, whatever area they feel most comfortable and they try to stay in that area. Um, it, it, it becomes very limiting at some point where you, you get maxed out. You get maxed out on how many projects you can actually uh, humanly contract yourself. You get maxed out with uh, how many, how much money you have and so how much capital. Uh, so it's really, it allows for um, 
for evaluated and then potentially unimpeded uh, progress. And so, so that's kind of been from day one, I've been kind of thinking about what systems can I put into place. So what's the first step? Is it to try and figure out what you're doing that's redundant that you could have someone else do? Or uh, is it to look at like, you know, the strategy of your company? How, how do I start at this? Yeah, I, I think uh, for me, it's always been, um, what is it, it? What is it that only I can do? And what is it that I can do there or that what I do best? And then trying to stay in that area as best as I can. And I'm not a really, I, I really like to do what I do well. And I'm not a big like, um, improve your weaknesses kind of kind of guy i'm more like find what you do really well and then bring in other people that have the strengths that are complementary to your weaknesses so i, I really prefer that so um, so for me it was kind of evaluating and so in a in my business really the only thing that that only i can do is raise capital there's not a lot of people out there willing to raise capital for someone else's company so i knew that i needed to get good at that to be able to raise capital Yep. Everything else really comes down to just uh, um, leadership and being able to lead uh, talent into into your team, and then to be able to just kind of stay out of your way. Um, again, because with that, with systems in place, I'm very much a believer of like bring in people that you that you trust and that you believe to be really strong, and then give them their space to just do it and and stay out of their way. Be able to monitor them, have some measures that you can monitor them from, but ultimately they've got to they've got to be able to perform. And uh, without that in place, then you end up again, you end up being a dabbler and you're in all kinds of different uh, systems. You're, you're the one getting involved. And sometimes it can be you that is the problem and slowing things down when you're trying to help a realtor, trying to help a contractor. Um, if you bring them in, it's because you, you trust them and you believe their work to be good. And so you have to give them a chance to do that. Otherwise, move on to someone else. Okay, so um, I guess we're kind of talking about teams too. So what all pieces do you have to your team? Do you have like someone who does the acquisitions then if you're doing the, the capital raising or how, who all do you have working with you? Yeah, so it's so I, I try to break it down into uh, as many parts as, as needed. And then there's there's times where you can even go even more micro, like uh, like the acquisitions, like we've had uh, people doing the letters and and the posting signs and stuff. But then even more micro than that is like posting on Kijiji. And so I have I um, I outsource that to uh, to a, a lady in the Philippines, yep. and uh, because of the cost is just ridiculously cheaper. And that, that's an interesting one actually, because when yeah. most most people don't post on Kijiji simply because they just find it so annoying to post on Kijiji every day. And if you're in a competitive market or depending on what, uh, what area you're trying to post in Kijiji, it can get pushed down in a matter of hours. You could be down on the third or fourth page. And so people kind of give up on it. Whereas um, I knew that there was value in it. And so it was just looking for different ways to make that happen where it wasn't as tedious as me posting every day, because it's going to be me then it's not going to happen. Um, but to be able to bring in someone and pay them a fair wage and have them do it every day and it gets done, it's a good example of, uh, of harnessing other people's interests and talents and, uh, and other people that have a, a need to do that. They need the employment. And so to be able to do that and then you're not getting stuck in the, in the weeds. Uh, so, yeah, so acquisitions has a big piece. Obviously, the typical lawyer, realtor, um, interior designer, uh, a couple crews for contractors, um, all the way down to printers, just like knowing that you have someone who's going to do the printing for you, um, where you can get your signs from. 
um, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of moving pieces, uh, Facebook yep. ads, everything. And the more that you can have people that are experts in that, the, the better it's going to be and the less stress it's going to put on you. Because if you're trying to do all that, plus capital raising, plus managing projects, it's, it's going to be too much and or you're going to have to stay really small. Right. You said a bunch of stuff there that just uh, got my piqued my interest. Okay, so let's first touch virtual assistants. So you've came to the conclusion you have something that uh, would work well to have a virtual assistant do. How did you go about getting your first virtual assistant? So I, I have my I have my VA do a couple different things um, yeah. that that don't seem typical in the industry. So I'm happy that um, I was coming from I had I have another separate business as well where I do book publishing and it really heavily relies on VA. So my, my, okay. my mindset was kind of in that. And they, they say that's one of the best ways to, uh, to uh, recreate an industry is to come from another one. And what's typical in this industry might not be typical in this and to see if you can bring those new ideas. And yeah. so posting on Kijiji has been a really big thing. The, so the we buy homes type of ads. Also, when we put the place for sale, having the ads posted on like in the for sale for, um, in the for sale category on Kijiji. So it's getting posted there, looking for new ads. And then also I have um, my MLS ads, so the MLS listings. There's about 400 of those a week of new listings that come out in Edmonton. And I have them all go to her and I've trained her to be able to look through all 400 and to spot which properties she thinks are potentially uh, good ones. And um, it's not a high demanding thing. She just has to look at the pictures and read the blurb. There's a couple key words always like, you know, right? Like yeah. picture and, uh, you know, needs love and TLC kind of. And then you can look at the pictures. And so from there, she identifies them and then sends them to me in an email so that I'm going from instead of having to look at 400 property pictures a week, I'm down to I'm down to looking at maybe 40. And uh, and just that alone saved about four hours of my week uh, that I didn't need to be doing that. And so. Hmm. super valuable and, and kind of creative. No, I've never come up with any, I've never encountered anyone else doing it, yeah. but uh, it's been working really well. And as far as finding them, you can find them. There, there's the typical place where they have um, uh, fiber. Fiber has them, but I find that fiber tends to be uh, overpriced and a little bit gimmicky, but there's another uh, site called Upwork and Upwork has a lot of really good uh, VAs. And on that one, a little bit different where Fiverr, they advertise to you. Yeah. Uh, Upwork, you place an ad and saying what you want, and then they, uh, then they apply to, for the ad. And so you get a little bit more, um, you get a little bit more creativity there because you can kind of tell them what they want. Whereas Fiverr, you literally would have to look at for someone who can post on Amazon, Kijiji. So it's a little bit tougher to find someone in the niche sometimes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, finding them on there and, uh, and then just really just do some training with them. Yeah. Uh, really, it's, it's that simple. I just like kind of like what we're doing here. I jump yeah. on Skype or whatever and spend an hour just kind of showing them, give them a few trials, give them a few tests and uh, and kind of see where it goes. So I know if you're using like uh, Fiverr or um, whatever the other one was, I can't slip my head, but um, you can use like the on the paying system that they have through their site. If you were to find, I don't know if you'd use this at all, but if you were to use find your own through some, you know, I always get people on LinkedIn messaging me all the time to do asking to be my VA. Would uh, do you pay them through credit card or how does uh, how does that go for well, usually for so payment? What I generally do is up because Upwork is um, extortion uh, as far as its fees. It's like they take like twenty five off the top or something like it's yeah. insane. Like they really hit them hard, and it goes and it's on the VA side. Yeah. And so it, it's kind of weird because, you know, it, 
they're, they're not making a huge amount of money here. Now they're making no. good wages for their, for the country they're in, but I just felt like a little weird, um, knocking them for 25% yeah. uh, to give to. So generally what I would do is I'll have them on the Upwork or whatever for the security. And, to, and once I feel that things are going and it's trustworthy and we've been through some ups and downs and they've kind of been through the tests and everything, then ultimately I'd move them over to something like PayPal. And uh, and then on PayPal, I do it as friends and family. So I, I take the I take the ding, but it's like $7 a month kind of thing. And it's, okay. it's totally reasonable. And, uh, and they really appreciate that. Uh, because they're now not absorbing that cost and they see it as a little bit more of a relationship. They're a little bit more invested with me at that point because they also don't have the protection from Upwork at that point either. And so we both have, um, we both have that vested interest that we're both uh, very upfront and honest with each other. So when you're first starting off with a new VA, like what are you looking for? I'm, I'm, I'm guessing it probably English would be one thing or at least to be able to read it. Like, is it important that they can talk it at what, uh, what, what things are you looking for in, in when you see a posting? So, so uh, besides the base, just being able to communicate like the, that communication, the only other thing I'm looking for is just dependability and, um, a dependability and accountability really. It, it just like, I've, I've been through like through my other business and I've, I've been through probably 50 VAs and, uh, and so I've had a lot of good ones. I've had a lot of bad ones and it generally skills can be taught. Whereas it seems things like, um, attention to detail, um, consideration, promptness, these things tend to be more value. So those are harder things to, uh, to, to teach someone. Yeah. And so I'd rather, I'd rather have someone that has the people skills and understands the communication and then teach them the skills than to try and do it the reverse. Cause it would just, it would just be a disaster. And so generally what I look for is just like no ghosting. I, I hear from them within 24 hours, whenever, if they say they're going to email me at a certain time, they do. If they can't, they let me know. Um, the 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 lady I have in the Philippines is amazing, and, and I laugh actually sometimes because she's so um, wanting to be on point. Like she's she sent me an email saying, "Just so you know, I might be late sending you the email uh, this week because there's a tornado coming and it's in the next village beside us. <laughs> it could be a delay kind of thing." And I'm like, "My goodness, right?" Like that's, that's the that's the level of sincerity and care that she has for the uh, for our relationship. Yeah. And with someone like that, the, the skill is, is super simple. You can teach people skills. So, um, yeah. yeah. So if you find people like that, you're always going to be good. That's great. Uh, you mentioned when you were saying your team, you, you do an interior designer on there. Um, I've heard from some other real estate investors that you can get, depending on what level of interior designer you can get, you can get them to do like uh, drawings and blueprints and CAD stuff. Is that what you use your interior designer for? Or are you more like for staging? Yeah, it's, it's for both. Um, I've seen it even more sophisticated now where you've been seeing it on fiber where you're basically sending them floor plans and they're designing it and they're putting it in 3D and all this crazy. But uh, I want someone who can actually go through the house and, and understands the specific market that they're in. And so the, the other thing that's, that we do that's complementary is the, the designer also does the staging. And so the look of the place is also going to be very complementary to the staging because they're coming from the same person. So it's going to, the colors and everything are going to complement the staging. Yep. And so it's going to flow nicely. So, so it's very consistent in the look. And, and I thought that was also important just from house to house. Like people have been in my houses before and without knowing it was one of my houses, they knew it was just because of the colors and the textures and, and just the, the nuances of the house. And so I think that's a really, I think that's an important thing when you're working on building a brand is that you have that consistency and, uh, and, 
will vary the quality based on the housing exit price, yep. but uh, but the look will still be the same. It may be granted, it may not be uh, on the counters, but the, the colors will still be very uh, consistent throughout uh, one house and the next. And you get that when you have a, like a, a single designer, you're not jumping around for different designers and having multiple stages, for example. Gotcha. Okay. I think we got through all that <laughs> piecing through your team. Um, back to the whole system, the big start. Um, software do you use like a software to help uh to, to to build your system do you have something running in the background um i, I haven't done too much of that mm -hmm. most of my stuff uh, besides from the va stuff which obviously is 100 percent yeah uh, is 100 percent online i i really try to do uh besides from just like we have a group chat chat going on, on whatsapp kind of thing um really it comes down to us is just we we all kind of know what our goals are and what our what jobs need to be done and and just having at it and so i i rely on them to use their own resources and so i, I won't come to them and say hey i think this is a really cool interior design program start using that you know it's just like if you think it's good then you'll use it yeah. if you don't then you won't and so it's it's the same for for all the team um However, they use MLS. However, they want to use uh, their their drawings. If they, if they prefer paper and pen, then then go to it. I just really, I, again, I kind of at the end of the day, I'm always looking for what people's skills they have, and and their ability to to work in, within a team, and then the the skills they have it or they don't, and that will come out pretty fast. Love it. So for systems, is there anything else that I I didn't ask you that you wanted to sort of cover with the systems? Um, I, I think that. Uh, I think overall, I think systems are something that can be easily um, looked over, uh, especially when it's first getting going. Uh, I think that I, I hear a lot of people saying, well, I'll get to that when I'm done more. Or when I, and so it seems to be a very easy thing to put off. Yeah. And um, for me, I didn't want to get comfortable doing certain jobs that I knew that eventually I wouldn't want to do or wouldn't be able to do. And so I, I'm very much like, I don't want to learn that because I, I know there's someone else that's better than me that can do that. And so I don't want to have that skill. So I don't want to know about the design or the contractor. Like contractors love to point out all the different things that do, and I'm, I don't want to know, they don't care. Um, I just want to, I just want to have someone who knows and cares. And so I think that it's, uh, it's really easy to, to kind of wake up one day and realize that you're kind of knee deep in a project and you're doing more than you need to be. And I think if you can kind of get from the beginning, always having an eye, maybe, maybe you need to take less profit in the beginning and, and divvy it out more and pay more people just so you have a team, even though it doesn't justify having a team. But I think that, um, uh, Stefan Arnio, one of, one of my mentors, always says, like, by the time you build a team, like, you're you're always going to have needed one a person before you hired them, and so it's good to just hire them before you actually need them. Because if you're if you're saying I need to hire someone, it means you're already kind of in a crisis, and so it's better to hire someone before you need it than after. And uh, and so I kind of approach that mindset. So I, I think that that would be a, I think that would be a good way for most people to kind of retrain their mind. To, to get into this because if you're going to be a full-time investor, unless you're doing this because you want a full-time job, um, yeah. most people are doing it because they want it to be a little bit more passive and they want to have a little bit more freedom because um, otherwise you could probably just stay with the job you're doing. Yeah. I was going to ask you when you, when you should start hiring all these people, but you're saying right from the start, huh? Yeah. I, I think that the sooner the better, um, you might not make as much at first, but um, you'll build a team. You'll build loyalty. They'll see the vision of, of everything coming up. And uh, and again, you jump, that way you train yourself that you're not going to get caught in all this micro stuff. 
and you're not going to be going around uh, firefighting for multiple projects and stuff. I think that's uh, I think that's important because that can be especially um, especially certain personality types that are very like hands on and want to do everything themselves or they're very much perfectionist. Yep. If you step back and bring someone else in, then you're going to drive yourself crazy because there's just there's going to be way too much going on. There's going to be way too many parts. And the last thing you want to be doing is you being the guy who's delivering flyers um, or, or like, like I did, like going through MLS listings or, or something like something that you can, like the MLS, you can literally hire someone for three to five dollars an hour. If you're sitting there and doing it, then that's what you're worth at that point. And there's got to be higher value tasks that you can, uh, you can uh, be doing at that moment. I totally agree. That's that's great advice. I need to take some of that my advice myself. I take on way too much my stuff myself. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just, the, I just do the helplessness thing where like I don't learn anything. That way, I can't ever have the temptation. <laughs> awesome. Okay, so if uh, thank you for your time. If people want to get a hold of you, what's the best way to do so? Um, well, I have um, stratfordmartin.com is my website. And so obviously uh, right there, you can get to, you can look at all the different projects. There's some media, some other interviews and stuff that I've done, uh, past projects. We do a really cool, we have a video guy as well as part of the team who comes in and does a cool video of the before. Then we have the after and we splice the two together. So you see uh, a project come to life. So there's some cool stuff on there if you're interested in the renovation side of the business. Um, so stratfordmartin.com, yep. uh, obviously Ryan at stratfordmartin.com and then, uh, just good old Facebook and, uh, and Instagram, Ryan Zeman, uh, you're sure to find me. Love it. I am going to go check some of those videos out cause I love doing that sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah, It's pretty cool. And they do a good job and they throw some music on. It's neat to see, uh, the before and after it come to life, especially when it's spliced like that. Um, it, it's, it's a cool thing to see. It makes it worthwhile. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. I, uh, I really appreciate it. And I actually, some great, great information in there. Yeah. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate the offer. Yeah. So, anyway, well, if, you have, um, if you have specific things that you think a VA would be good for, um, send me a message and, yep. and give me the specifics of what you're looking for, what skills you need. Yep. And, and I can, and I can, uh, Either I'll either know someone who has those skills, or I'll have people that I think could learn those skills. And because I, I have people talk ask me all the time, so some of them I send my guy, and I'm like, yeah, for sure she's already doing that, yep. or she could learn that for sure. I'm like, no, I don't think she'd be good at that. Like, I, yep. you know, and so and I know that I know in the state, the states are always way ahead of us for that stuff. I know the states have some like well trained, uh, where they're like phones, they're doing cold calls, they're doing like real ninja type stuff. Yeah. Um, what, what I'm needing is not that. It's just to get, like you were saying, the, the redundant stuff. Like what I would love is someone to just, you know, get hooked up on any realtor's list to just get every property that comes onto the market. Then I want to put that property in, look up what the rent is, and then look up, uh, you know, Zillow, Trulia, Redfin, and Realtor.com. Get me, because they, they list what the property should be worth. Get me some numbers so I have an average, and it gives me a quick number to go, hey, it's, this is what it's worth. And this is what they're asking. And if there's enough spread, then we'll, we can work together. And, wow. but it, like, I just sit there and I analyze and analyze and look through properties and, and go to, I'd love to go through what this takes so much time is to go to every whole, I'm working with about 12 wholesalers. So to go through each of their sites and see what's new, some of them send you emails. Some of them don't. You have to go to their site and keep checking over and over and over again. So yeah. I would love That's to. That's another thing I, I forgot to, uh, I forgot to mention that I pay, uh, might be able to do besides the MLS. She goes on Kijiji every single day 
uh, in the morning. And it's also good because of the time zones. Yep. So like her morning is like starting at like four or four in the morning is like her night kind of thing. Yep. So it's like I tell her between four and 6 a.m. Or, or 8 a.m. or whatever, go on Kijiji and look for any new postings and send me a listing of anything that's new that looks like it could be in our niche kind of thing. Yeah. And, and so we, we nail those things because most people post before they go to work kind of thing or on weekends. Yeah. And, uh, and so I have her trained. And so she's on Kijiji looking for those things early in the morning. And then she just updates it onto a spreadsheet and I just go on and, and like, these, these are all the new listings today. Sometimes there's none, sometimes there's one or two, but, but I, I know for sure that I'm one of the first eyes to, to see it coming from her. So it's a good way to same idea. It's, so it's just like setting or, or putting one of the ones I'm looking at doing maybe is putting her into Facebook groups. So put her in all the Alabama, yeah. uh, for sale by owner groups and stuff and just have her troll them yep. and she'll just go on there and look every day and yep. she'll just send you a spreadsheet every day or every week or however often you want it of just like this is what i saw that was interesting based on what you taught me was good yep i don't i know i probably just need to just bite my lip and do it because i know um matt geertz i had on he has his own wholesalers that work for him too he's in london and he was saying he was like first he was humming hot about it and he's like fine he did it and the VA found him a deal that he wouldn't have found on his own. Uh, and he's like, the deal's worth $30,000. It's had so much profits in it. And he's like, $30,000 pays for her for a long time. Oh, yeah. A long time. He's like, and she'll find so much stuff, more stuff in that time. Yeah. Yeah. I have, I have them. I give her, uh, she wanted three fifty an hour. I told her I'd give her five because I wanted her loyalty and I wanted her priority. I, I didn't want her getting distracted by other jobs or anything like I wanted everything I was doing to be and I wanted her to be excited about doing my work and yeah. so so I give her five an hour and then I also give her a bonus of um, depending on what we're doing on the sale or whatever but if she brings me a deal and I buy it I give her a hundred dollar uh, bonus as well and a hundred dollars uh, when you're working for five dollars an hour is, is humongous oh yeah like, it's true I, I pay five hundred dollars for bird dogs people fight pull me a deal uh, yeah. yeah so the thing is there's this weird balance with it when you're dealing with philippines it's almost too much money and so it's like but yeah you're right like in, in north america 500 would be the typical here a hundred dollars makes it sing it gets all the work going and yeah. yeah you just it's just finding those little incentives to share the money around and if they feel because then she's invested in it because i didn't want her just doing the job for an hourly wage because you you get that kind of she's a good worker but you're still going to get that that level of care when the, you know she, there's a bonus involved oh, and yeah. when she, she starts getting the bonuses it's uh it ups the motivation just wild right? oh. you know she'll she'll do like the mls stuff she will take her about four hours so it's twenty dollars a week you know, I'm giving her, you know, eighty dollars, eighty dollars a month for something that would take me four hours a week because it takes anyone the same amount of time. Sorry, how many hours a day do you you pay her for? You do four hours. Uh, so the for the MLS, she through the week's worth of listings. So for her to go through four hundred listings takes about four hours for her to look at four hundred houses, and yeah, and that's on Philippines internet too, which is dodgy at best. Um, but it was taking me pretty consistently to go through every listing and to decide if I wanted to look at it or not, and then set it aside and then look into it deeper it was taking about four hours a week. And so four hours a week and, you know, times that for the month and everything for $80 a month, I was buying back all that time. Right. So if I can get 16 hours of my month back for $80, it's like, it's such a no brainer. And, uh, and so, yeah, it was just, it was just a great opportunity.
that that makes a lot of sense. Do you do you hire for other stuff? Like you have Ron like full time, like just you like forty hours a week or with other tasks or? Uh, no, just I just um just task driven. Just, just task driven. Okay. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's, that's but, cool. Uh, I think uh, Matt, the way he does his VA, he does four hours a day. He has her for five days a week and does yeah. half days. Oh yeah, yeah. You can you can do it like that. I like it doing it per task because I like um, I don't want to always be like finding things for her to be doing and stuff. So it just kind of, but if you look at like, if you added it up though, like the four hours a week of the MLS, I think about, I think I, I think she charges me an hour, um, an hour a week for the uh, Kijiji posting. Cause you just have to go on and post. I have her post twice a day. Yeah. Um, and so I think she charges me an hour, an hour and a half a week for that then go and troll Kijiji uh, once a day. So she charges me, I think it takes her about, I think we said like charge me 20 minutes a day kind of thing. So there's probably another hour or two. So she's probably billing about, uh, I'd say about six to eight hours a week is what she's kind of coming in at. Huh. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it works. Yeah, that's cool. All right, I should probably get going. I'm going to have to prep up. I got another one starting at 8.30. Um, no, that was great. It's nice to meet you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks for uh, thanks for the offer. All right. Good luck with everything. I'll All talk right. to you. Soon. Thanks. All right. Bye. Okay.